For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Well, today we get to dive into yet another parable of Jesus as he's talking with uh, some religious leaders and some others who are hearing his message. And you know, as, as I, I love how Jesus teaches through stories. That's so often how we teach our children, right? When, I, when my kids were little and um, we'd, we'd pull up a book, often the stories would give us lessons about life. And whether it was lessons about how to treat one another or what to do with our big feelings or um, just different things that are going on and, and how we can understand our world around us. That's the great thing about stories. So as we look at this, let's remember this is a story Jesus is telling to get across some things he wants to teach about, about, uh, about God and how God views people and his kingdom. So we'll dive in chapter 22, starting in verse one. It says, Jesus spoke to them again in parables saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. And the rest seized the servants, mistreated them and killed them. The king was enraged. Yeah, I would be too. Okay. The Bible didn't say that. That was Greta. Okay, so the king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite, and in, and invite to the banquet anyone you find, anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. Friend, he said, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Then the king told his attendant, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited but few are chosen. Now, this, um, this one, I, I got to tell you, I, I haven't liked this story for a long time because it just, it seems cruel <laughs> and it seems not to be um, in line with God's character of what I've, what I've always known and the touchy-feely, lovey, wonderful embrace of, of my Father God. But as I was studying this and, and working through some of my own issues with it, there's a few things that, that really stood out to me that I want to share with you today. Um, and the religious leaders that Jesus is speaking to at the time when he's telling them this story, the symbolism is not lost on them. They know that Jesus is speaking directly to them and about them. So that's the first thing I want to just make sure that we know right now is that when Jesus is saying that the king has invited some very special guests, they know he's talking about them. They are the special guests, the, the religious leaders, the Jews are the chosen people of God, the king. 
And so they, they know that they've been chosen and they have been invited to eternity with God because they're special. The problem in this parable, though, is that they've actually rejected the invitation. And they have gone about their own, their own things and they want to do things their own way and they're, they're too busy for, for this, this banquet, for this wedding feast, or um, they've actually rejected the invitation. And as uncomfortable as that is, I hope um, you, you recognize this is an uncomfortable thing and, and the religious leaders, they, they knew it and they are probably squirming in their seats a little bit as they hear this story. Jesus is saying, because my first invitation was rejected and not even wanted, now I'm opening it to anyone. And that's what Jesus is coming to do. He's coming to say that relationship with God, that the kingdom of heaven is not just for the Jews. It is not just for the first invited guests. It is now for everyone. And Jesus is coming to usher in that new invitation. It is for everyone. And so the king's servants are out inviting on the street corners. Anyone that they see, it doesn't matter if they were on the first guest list. It's a whole new guest list to the biggest banquet. It's the king's banquet. And so the community comes and they are rejoicing and they're celebrating in grand celebration with the king. Um, except for one who, who's there and celebrating, but he looks different from everybody else because he's not wearing wedding clothes. This didn't ever make sense to me before, but as I did some, some digging to understand what is going on in the culture, um, often the wedding clothes would be given out to everyone so that no matter who the people were, or, or what their station was in life and how much money they had, everybody was put on the same playing field because they were all given the attire to wear. And they are given by the king himself. They are clothed by the king for this banquet. And the one who comes who is not clothed by the king is coming thinking, I can come on my own merit. I don't need what the king is offering. I can get in on the whole reward without taking the clothing and without taking and adorning myself with, with what the king is asking and giving me to wear. And so that one is thrown out. You don't belong here. You're trying to get here on your own merit, on your own attire, on, on your own bit, and you don't belong. And so that one is cast out. And so as complicated as this, as this story can look, from the outside, it actually makes a whole lot of sense when we look at what God's kingdom looks like. The invitation that we have as Gentiles, as non-Jews, is so great. We have been invited to sit at the table with the king. We have been invited into relationship with the God of the universe. And this is a big big deal. And we've been invited when we clothe ourselves with what the king gives us. When Jesus sacrificed and we clothe ourselves and, and adorn, not on our own merits, but because of Jesus. And then we get to enter 
and be have space at the table for this banquet. Have space at the table for relationship with God. Um, that so helps me understand this parable so much better. But what does that do for me? What does that do for us today? What, what does this even mean? How does this affect me today? Well, I certainly hope that you look at this and you go, who's not sitting at this table? Who hasn't received an invitation? Who doesn't even know that there's a wedding feast that's going to be had? Who doesn't know about the amazing, saving, beautiful relationship that can be had with Jesus Christ and with the Almighty God? It is our responsibility as servants of the King who have been invited to this table to invite others to the table and allow people to understand that it, it's not on our own merit. It's not because of anything that we've done, anything that we are, any, um, any monetary thing we have, any, any abilities that we have, nothing, absolutely nothing earns us a space at the table other than saying yes to the invitation and putting on that, those garments that God gives us and that redemptive, saving work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Who is in your life that doesn't know? I've shared with you before about um, our neighbor who came over for, um, to share some deep heartache. It is our responsibility in my family to invite him to the wedding banquet feast of the king to let him know that there is great joy and celebration in a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's on us to invite, to look beside, um, beyond the comfort of, of even the, the easy relationships and look beyond and say, who else needs space at the table? Because there's room. In the great banquet hall, there is room. So I want to challenge you today, and I'm, I'm saying this to myself as well. Who do we need to continue to build a relationship with? Or who, do, who in our lives needs to continue to hear about Jesus Christ, about the Almighty God of the universe, who longs for relationship with them? That is our job, and that is on us. I'm speaking... Um, primarily to, to believers, because I think that, that the majority of us watching these already have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But if you are watching right now and you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you don't know that no matter who you are and what you've done or, or what you haven't done, that it doesn't matter to God. He wants you and he wants all of you through the saving work of Jesus Christ to come and there is room for you at, at the table in relationship with Jesus Christ. If you haven't, if you haven't acknowledged that and said, God, I, I, I want that, um, I pray that you will, um, even today, even right now, say, God, um, I want to be part of this wedding feast, and I choose to come and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the only way to come to the Father and, and to have relationship. And if you have more questions, please reach out to anyone here at the church and we'd love to walk with you through that process and what that means. 
for those of us who have already made those decisions, I challenge you today, make a phone call, send an email, go next door, talk to a coworker, talk to those who need to know that they also are invited and invite them. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for this truth that you want all to come. And you invite all, not just a select few, but you invite all. So God, I pray that you would stir in us, give us a name or two, or even more that we can talk to, to share this beautiful message that you desire and long for relationship with us. Um, Convict us, Lord, where we need convicting to go and reach and have those conversations and invite. And God, for anyone here watching today or listening today that has not um, invited you into their lives and, and, and uh, responded to that invitation that you have given, I pray, Lord, that today would be the day that they would respond. And if, if there are more questions, I pray that they would reach out and uh, that you would meet them where they're at and with great joy and celebration that they would come and say yes to that, to your invitation. In Jesus' name, amen.